In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Everybody and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast. Your favorite while during the quarantine, this has got to be your favorite podcast because all we're doing <laughs> is watching stuff, and we're very excited. Uh, I uh, uh, it's to defend your movie, ladies and gentlemen, and I am one of your hosts, uh, Sean Donnelly. You call me Dutch, which I was assigned randomly a few months ago. And, That's how uh, I remember it. <laughs> and my co-host, the very, the very, the beard is coming back. The very, uh, the, the very seventies haired Andy Fury, everybody. Hi, everybody. Cool breeze here, back in action. Andy? Yeah, my hair is getting long and it gets like a, that seventies feathered <laughs> look. <laughs> and, uh, really excited because, um, when, the best episodes we have on this show are the ones we can be the most passionate about. And we're almost, we're bringing back a friend of the show, but also, dare I say, heel of the show? Dare I say, well, we used to feud. Like, you know, what? We had a feud, and we also, feud. but besides that, the last time, it's, 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 it's Pasquale Stango, everybody. It's Pat Stango. Hello. Hey. He's been on the show before. He's one of my best pals. The guy knows what he's talking about here. Super funny guy. But here's the thing. You, last time you were on, I think people who have listened to this from the beginning will know that you right. defended the John Travolta Gotti. Yeah, and you that's right. And you pretended like you were you weren't being. Why do you sarcastic. keep saying? Why do you keep saying? Because of the, the movie. <laughs> because of the faces that you made when we had the episode. I know you, faces of just wonderment and excitement <laughs> about a new American gangster classic, Gotti. <laughs> the the movie that has produced Gotti. People can hear it in that sentence right there because they know you're absolutely wrong. But anyway, we've moved on from that, and now we're at... I thought today was the rewatch of Gotti episode. Am I wrong? <laughs> but here's the thing, man. You brought up a great uh, a great idea, so I said, let's get on it, and we'll do an episode. Uh, and a lot of people, I think, have strong opinions about this. And what we're, uh, before we get to it, um, I'll announce the topic, and then we can go to what do you watch. The topic today is a really interesting one. It's we're gonna we're gonna battle out all the movies that uh, Tarantino wrote but didn't direct, which is the big three. With the big three of these was um, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, uh, 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 True Romance, and Natural Born Killers. So we were kind of getting into it, you know, uh, pre, not pre-show, but pre-even doing the episode. Me and Pat were talking about it, and I think it's a great topic. But before we get into that, uh, Andy, did you watch anything for this week or? Yeah, I got on a big kick this week. I watched like four movies in the last four days. Uh, you did. I started with, uh, last night I watched Molly's Game based on the true story. Great Molly. movie. Very enjoyable poker movie. Uh, not your and it's Soderbergh, right? It's Soderbergh. Yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable. Is it Soderbergh and Sorkin? It's just Sorkin. He wrote it. It's just Sorkin. Just, it was. Oh, Sorkin, he wrote Yeah. But uh, that was enjoyable. 
That Jessica Chastain is like sneaky good. I enjoy her in uh, in small clips. I think. You know what I? You know what I reminded me of, and it's, it's not language wise, but like tone wise, a yeah. David Mamet movie. David Mamet. Yeah, Sorkin's like that very fast paced dialogue. You know. This wasn't yeah. the most Sorkin-y thing he's ever done, but it was uh, enjoyable. Like it's good inside poker, inside that world of like private back room games. So I enjoyed it. Good Netflix watch. Uh, and what else did you watch? I watched uh, The Way Back with Ben Affleck. He's uh, coaching a youth basketball team. He's a guy down on his luck, uh, alcoholic. Pretty shitty. Really? Well, I'm yeah, I did not I enjoy kinda, it. I kind of was excited to watch it. Oh, man. So you you bought it? You did the $20 rental? No, I do. Uh, my cable is on demand. It was like six ninety nine, but I did buy it, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah. Was, I'm going to do it. I thought that Pretty, was on Netflix, no? Uh, no, it's on video on demand. And I'll say this. Affleck, I like. He's usually pretty solid. But this followed a pretty formulaic script. Uh, you kind of knew it was going to happen. You've seen this story before. Nothing surprising here. Maybe a little bit of a unique take on it, but not for me. You know what, man? That's where the business part of Hollywood comes in, where they're like, eh, they're counting their, uh, basically they're, they're checking off their boxes and they're going, we'll make X amount off it. Let's put it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because they go, we got Affleck. We got a, a solid. It's like, I can, oh, you can almost see them saying solid script. You got Affleck and, uh, Affleck and, uh, uh, it's, and it's a topic people like. It's, it's a story that's been like a lot of, it's like a retelling of a story a lot of people have seen before. So I think they do that as far as just to get something out, you know? Yeah. And, and also, if watched, if uh, Guy Ritchie's latest one, The Gentleman. Which Oh, I gotta see that um, too. Uh, yeah, but I'm worried that I'll hate it. How was it? It was a good Guy Ritchie film, but a little slow for the pacing. That was my only gripe. It had very classic Guy Ritchie dialogue. It had very classic Guy Ritchie acting tropes, but it just moved in a weird pace for me. Overall, I enjoyed it. I won't how say how was no. uh, how was Hugh how was Hugh Grant? Was Hugh Grant he was gangster good. We haven't really seen Hugh Grant like this. It was an interesting character. Yeah, not since Mickey Blue Eyes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I yeah. like Hugh Grant was good. Charlie uh, Hunnam from uh, Sons of Anarchy. You guys might know him. Oh he yeah, how did he do? He was really good. Here's he the thing. In it, but it's got He's all guy. Classic, like English guy Richie gangster cliches that you kind of love from Snatch. It's a it's very reminiscent of that. Charlie Hunnam is an actor that, as he's been famous, he's been learning how to act. You notice that? Oh, yeah, totally. If you watch, if you watch Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam in the beginning of Sons of Anarchy, and I'm sure and in this movie, you'll see a, a maturation, a, a maturation, whatever you want to call it. Like, you'll see him grow as an actor. Because even by the end of Sons of Anarchy, he was a better actor. Oh, yeah. It, like, seasons one and two, you could hear his accent at some points in his dialogue. Yes, like, yeah, Sons you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so what else? You have two more. Right? You have a bunch. Uh, no, the one more was, uh, what was the fourth one? Um, Juliet Naked. Do you guys know that one? It's, uh, based on a Nick Hornby book. Um, who, that guy writes books that are usually become great movies. He wrote High Fidelity, obviously, um, about yeah. a boy. Speaking of Hugh Grant. And, uh, piece of shit. Not really great. I didn't like it you at all. I liked the book. The whole thing. I watched the whole thing, but it's about basically this one guy who's obsessed with this musician, Tucker Crow, to the point of, like, he runs an online forum, 
and he's got bootlegs and nobody's seen or heard from this guy since like 1993 and through all sorts of movie magic, his live in girlfriend of 15 years somehow corresponds with Tucker Crow and they kind of start a pen pal relationship and I won't spoil it for anybody else from there. But, uh, it's Rose Byrne and Chris O'Dowd, who I've liked a lot. I see him in a lot of things. He was also in Molly's game, which I watched. I like that guy, man. He's always usually about 100%. Yeah, he's solid. He's a great little funny actor. He can kind of do dramatic stuff too. But, um, uh, yeah, Ethan Hawke is the other lead in it. It's Rose Byrne. It's like the cast was great. It was just like, mm-hmm. all right, kind so of a rom, the- it was just a rom-commy kind of thing with no real substance. With nothing unique about it? Nah, I mean, I read the book, so I gave it a chance, but I like Nick Hornby, so I figured, why not? It was, uh, I just, I was Saturday, I was so bored, I watched like three movies on one day, so. Does it on deliver TV. on the title? What's that? Does it deliver on the title? No, it's a reference to, uh, <laughs> his most famous <laughs> album is called Juliet, and somebody gotcha. discovers a acoustic bootleg, so it's Juliet naked. All oh, oh, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Oh, my wow. God. And Cameron Crowe didn't see Rose Byrne naked. It would have been a ten times better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how is this not almost famous, too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's so one of those things where it's like, uh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat, did you watch any movies this week or no? Uh, but let me see. Have I watched any movies while I've been inside 24 hours a day for the last <laughs> month? Hey, man, there's uh, a lot of TV to watch too. <laughs> see, you know, I've only watched movies. I've, I've, this quarantine has taught me I don't give a shit about TV. I only care about movies because I have, oh, I'm doing it all. Movies, and I still, uh, have not started The Wire. So, ah! I think that means, <laughs> I'm never gonna watch it because uh, I'm not. If I don't watch it now, it ain't happening. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what, Pat. I'm in the I'm in the midst of my second of my rewatch right now. I'm like right in the middle of season four. It's still it's not it doesn't hold up as strong as I loved it the Why first time around. It's still out. great. It's my fucking opinion. You shut up. It's still great. <laughs> All right, but it's I'm not sorry, as I good. Do I don't think I, it's I don't as wanna... good as Sopranos. Uh, time after time and time again, I think it's Sopranos and Breaking Bad's better. No, well, if, you're, is, if you're already, it's slow, man. It's slow and a lot of tedious shit. It, dude, you're out of your head. First of all, you're out of your head. <laughs> Anytime Secondly, you disagree with Sean, you're out of your head. You're mentally unstable. <laughs> because, especially if you're our age. If you're our age, it holds up. You remember flip phones, don't you? You remember pages? Did you phones? hear me? I didn't say if it didn't hold up. What are you, what are you, a TikTok star now? You can't take uh, shit from back in the day? <laughs> you Not at all. I just say it doesn't hold up as well as Sopranos. It's not my favorite. Ah, uh, all right. Well, you're you're wrong, but I'll give it to you. I uh, <laughs> so you like Wire over Sopranos and Breaking Bad? Yes, yes, a hundred percent. You're yes. out of your mind. Hundred percent. Acting wise, uh, uh, acting wise, story wise, consistency is of seasons. Um, oh, a lot of uh, slow, a lot of slow. Badass, like badass characters. Oh, oh yeah. But you don't think Sopranos got slow a little bit sometimes? Some of those storylines. I admit that, suck. but there's every no, time also, he was every time he was there for the main part of the show with Doctor Melfi, terrible. Only yeah, a couple I moments. The same for thing cool. for all season four. Anything going on in the classroom? What? Yeah, all the kids. Oh, I don't give a shit God. about the kids. Are you crazy? Most, dude, TV oh, I fast forward every scene with Craig that as one of the be- best t- television seasons in the history of television. Nah. It's a no. man, it's, uh, oh, you, you just don't like the, you don't like the show then. I um, like the show. Yeah. I'm you don't. Have you said season four? Season four has been heralded <laughs> as the best excited. season of that show. 
Most people go after season two or they go out to the last season, and I love all of it. But season two, I can see taking you out of it a little bit because you're like, oh, well, season two is my favorite is one. Yeah, because you're a fucking dock worker. That's why. <laughs> so movies. Because you got to look. <laughs> so anyway, so movies. Yeah, let's get back to movies. Uh, I watch. Well, oh, I can say what I, yes, I, I watched. You asked me a question, Sean. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I thought, I thought I uh, no. Uh, well, one that I watched last night that I actually had never seen was, have you ever seen Limitless with Bradley Cooper? Yes, good it's, movie. It's so much fun. It's yeah, great. fun movie. It's so fun. I don't that's know why it. I never watched it until yesterday. They they had a TV spinoff, and not to go back to TV, but I was in the TV spinoff. <laughs> really? You were in the Bradley Cooper part? Yeah, yeah. I was in. I I played the Bradley Cooper role in the TV spinoff. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can see you playing the Croatian gangster guy that he's friends with. That that it's so fun no. at the end when he's smart after he takes the smart pill. <laughs> why does everybody think I'm so dumb? I'm smart. I can do things. <laughs> no, there was an the episode. Uh, there was an. Yeah, there was an episode where um somebody was hacking robot like like um uh, uh robotic arms that people were getting as 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 process processes what's the word now that I say I'm smart processes they were they were hacking these robotic arms that people had and uh-huh. they were making them do like crazy shit and in the beginning they're showing all the examples of them being hacked and uh-huh. I'm a chef in a back of a kitchen going all right so we we got the, we got we got the critic of the times here. And I want you guys to do your best behavior. And I put my hands on the counter, and one of the chefs just takes the knife and goes, and cuts off my Are fingers. You, <laughs> oh, that's bad. American scene. television. Yeah, and it's on CBS. And I look at him in shock, and I go, you cut off my fingers. How <laughs> <laughs> have I not seen this? Uh, I got to send it to you. I think I have the clip somewhere. It's on your reel? I got to put the clip online. It's on my, it's on my reel. Yeah, it's on my wow. reel. Wow. <laughs> but it's pretty fun. I thought that, that, that's so funny. But, uh, you say, what do you think of Limitless? Oh, I love right. it because it's fun. Yeah, it's so fun. fun. It's, it's fun so much so fun. fun. It, and it just, get, it gets right to it where the premise is guy takes a pill, becomes smart, and there's no real, it's like, how does he find the pill? I don't know. He's friends with a guy who has the pill. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. They knew, right. they knew what that was right away. Yeah. They yeah. knew exactly what that was. They also, to be honest, it's like that, the ending is pretty cool. Like the ending is, it's not as bad as an ending as it could have been. No, it's great. Yeah. It's just it's like, just it's, so fun. it's like a fun, trashy movie. Like even you wonder with Bradley Cooper, like you, he's obviously he's a smart guy. Like even he probably knew what it was when he was doing it. Oh yeah, that's like when when, when they're sitting there, they go, yeah, you, you do a studio you know? picture, you, you do a studio picture, then you do one for you. That's the Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a movie star. It's so much fun just seeing a movie star just walk around in a suit, being a movie star. And right? then and the fact that you have De Niro in it is like, man, De Niro's like, hey, De Niro's becoming Michael Caine. He'll just do anything. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. really. Can say no. You, you know that I said it on the podcast the famous Michael Caine quote where he goes, "They go, uh, what do you? What goes into making your decisions about movies?" He goes, "If there's a paycheck, I'll do it." <laughs> I, said, I think I said that last week, so I apologize to the defenders. Uh, but anyway, so um, I watched something, and I watched it because of another movie. So you guys, I love Quiz Show, the movie. Mm-hmm. It's really such a great yeah. movie. Yeah. I. Uh, and you know the the movie they mentioned in the question, Marty, the 1955 yes. Best Picture winner? Uh-huh. I watched Marty. Ah. With Mickey Rooney, right? 
because uh, it was after I watched, you know why I watched it? Because I watched 12 Angry Men for another episode we did, and it came up on my, my Amazon. So I watched Marty. It's with Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine, right. Uh-huh. And honestly, it was a nice little movie for the most part, but it's so outdated because the whole story is that there's this lonely fat guy that lives with his mom, and he just wants to be with somebody, and he always just goes out with his friends, and his friend's kind of an asshole, and his friend kind of relies on him to be, be as a wingman, but then it doesn't give a shit about him, really. And he meets this girl that is, a, like, the whole premise is that he meets this girl that's not that attractive, and he likes her a lot, but all of his friends are like, don't worry about her, she's a dog, she's a dog. They keep using the phrase, she's a dog. So now, in this time, you're kind of watching it like, easy, buddy. So I thought they were going to have their whole, like, relationship in the movie, because that's how they would do it now. Right. But all the movie is, is that they, they meet, the next day comes, he hasn't called her yet, he's hanging out with his friends, and the last scene of the movie is his friends being like, what do you guys want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? And he's sitting there steaming because he can't talk to this girl because his friends don't like her. And then out of nowhere, he just goes, what do I care what you guys think? I'm going to call this girl. And then he goes in on the payphone and calls the girl. And I'm like, that's the whole movie. That's, that's it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, there was way lower standards back in 55 for Best Picture winner in, yeah. the, uh, in, 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 in uh, the Oscars. But it was all besides that, like Ernest Borgnine's good. He's good at it. Like it's also funny that he went from a 1955 Best Picture Oscar to uh, doing basketball with a hot dog flying in and out of his mouth <laughs> while he's getting the, the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> well, I don't think it was the next movie. No, there was about forty years in between that. But still. Yeah, he had a he had a, a yeah, but a whole runway before. Yeah, but it's still pretty weird. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I watched. It was interesting. I was on that kind of an old movie kick. I was going to rewatch Rear Window, but I didn't, so I watched that. And then there's a couple more that I'm going to watch from like like way back. Like the, uh, it happened one night. I'm going to watch, which I think okay. is uh, Cary Grant, and then a couple others. Because I, I was like, they're kind of nice. They're kind of a break from uh, everything else, you know. Yeah. But, uh, that was, when I say watch Marty, if you, watch the first 20 minutes to get the feel of what a best picture winner for 1955 is like. But you don't have to watch the whole thing. I just told you what the movie was. Well, now to, you might as well recommend everything to anyone because time doesn't matter anymore. So it's like, yeah. watch Marty. It stinks. Who cares? Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Go on your phone while you're watching. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, so should we get to the topic of the day there, Andrew? Surely. So here's the thing. It was Pat's idea. So Pat also told me something very interesting because, and I, you know, I had to re, re just like with Andy, I'm going to re, reevaluate our friendship every, every episode. I'm going to reevaluate. Uh, I think I know what it is. Well, you said, okay, so here we go. Yeah. So the way we thought of it, it was like a three way battle of these three movies. What these things have been coming is a discussion. You can argue the good points and the bad points of both, but we should decide at the end if anybody's mind has been changed about which one's the best. I have my opinion, which one's the best one. Same. Matt has his, which is batshit crazy. Before I get to uh, Pat, let's go to Pat because he's the guest first. Pat's <laughs> favorite. your guest? Reintroduce yeah, the topic again. Crazy. <laughs> Pat's favorite one, Andy, is Natural Born Killers. Uh, yeah, you told me this, and out of those three, that's number three on my list. Number three on my list. <laughs> and and, and, and I, 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 I hand over the, the the wand to you, my friend. Tell me why out of these three okay. movies is Natural Born Killers the best? I'll give you your opening arguments in court. So. It also has some personal connection for me because I saw uh, him in the theater with my family. Well, you, because when you I was and your 10. wife, you and your wife also, murdered yeah. a bunch of people across the country. Well, that too. It inspired <laughs> us. It inspired our careers <laughs> as uh, serial killers slash uh, celebrities. 
Well, uh, one thing I love is that Natural One Killers was a family movie that you guys watched when you were 10. Yeah. So I <laughs> saw it great. with my parents and my sister, who at the time I was 10 and she was 7, I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe I was 11 and 8. Well, <laughs> my mom thought it was... It is wildly a, inappropriate for a mother. I'll, I'll fill in that sentence. <laughs> Your mom well, thought she, what? She, I think she <laughs> went into it thinking it was a Woody Harrelson comedy. Because she was like, oh, it's Woody from Cheers. He's so funny on Cheers. It's this ironic time. It's got Rodney Dangerfield in it. It's got Caddyshack guy. It's got Woody Harrelson from Cheers. The commercials were like very peppy, you know? It's like presented as as like a comedy. I don't think they were. (laughs) I think think she thought it was a, a Woody from Cheers movie. My dad knew what it was, but he just wanted to go. And my sister had no choice. <laughs> that but sounds my like mom, my dad. My mom and my sister left after, I think, the first scene, or maybe, like, right in the middle of the Roddy. That was going to be my question. Scene. I was like, how did you yeah, guys yeah. last the whole film? No, they they left, and they my sister is still mad about it this, to this day because then my mom took her out. They went to go see Wagons East, which is uh, <laughs> the John Candy uh, movie. Yeah, the John Candy final movie, which was terrible. Uh, but me and my dad stayed, and we loved it. Oh, my God. And did so you? So it's got that emotional, you know, family memory <laughs> tied in for me. That's so funny, it's because for me, I had to I had to for rent it. I wasn't allowed to go see it at all. I couldn't. I don't know why. I, I was big on sneaking into the movies. I did it all the time. But I finally was able to rent it, and I rented it in secret. And if I heard my parents coming downstairs to our basement, I would dive and turn the TV off. <laughs> oh, that's so. They, like, I used to go see movies like that with my dad. To watch that movie. No, my I parents to, bought me popcorn at it. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, we, me and my dad saw *Lethal Weapon* two when I was like twelve years old. I just rewatched that yesterday. By the it's way, great. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then I used to watch movies. I even when I went to go see, I think I guess I was a little bit older, but I even saw *Pulp Fiction* when I was like fifteen. Mm-hmm. I saw *Pulp Fiction* in the theater like, a couple times. And I was that was traumatizing. I was that was weird. The the gimp scene. If you're not expecting that. It's no, tough. right. And but did you know what the gimp was then? I didn't understand. I this is the I've told this story before. I read Parade magazine in uh, uh-huh. Newsday out in Long Island. They had like a mini review of Pulp Fiction, and they mentioned the sodomy, and they mentioned. And I kind of I didn't even know what the word meant. Right. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Something's not. Right, and I remember being so nervous to go see it with my dad. And then when the when the whole gimp scene came up, I didn't fully know what it. I knew, I just don't knew it was creepy. I yes. didn't, I didn't think of it as like, yeah, oh, it's a guy in a random suit. Like I, I didn't know what. It, thank God, I didn't know. Yeah. What it, if I knew what S and M was when I was fifteen, like I, I had no idea. So yeah, I, I figured he was like another villain. I didn't know he was there for pleasure. Yeah, you know, like I, I didn't know he was a pleasure tool. I just assumed he was like a. I didn't know he was part of the party. No, I didn't know. He was part. I thought he's like, oh, this guy's real badass. He's all leather. He's gonna karate or something. I didn't know that he was a sex toy. The gimp as a superhero. Yeah. 
Well, I anyway, felt bad so, for him because he was kept in a box. They were like, should we wake up to get? I was like, well, do they feed him? What? What is the rest of his yeah, day they, look like? Yeah. yeah. What does the rest of his day look like? You know what? You know what the rest of his day is? Is our days now? Yes. Our days. Yeah. That's we're gimps. We're all a bunch of gimps out there during quarantine. We get out of the box and do a podcast, and then we go back into the box. <laughs> you guys, should we I take, think the should we take out Sean out of the box? Right? The gimp made it out alive. He just got punched no, and knocked out. He got knocked out, but was he knocked out or was he dead hanging from the thing? I think if you think, if you look, that thing is chained to his back, not his neck. I think. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Cause he just, I don't know. I think the gimp's alright. I think anyway, the gimp my point, became an accountant. My, he's fine. My point, <laughs> my point being that I, I watched some of these movies like this. So natural born killers hold a special place in your heart, almost yes. like, like a fireplace on, on Christmas Eve, like a real, yeah. you know, yeah, and uh, so, but movie-wise, explain to me why it outshines the other two. Okay, so I, it, so if you look at these three movies, they're all written by Tarantino, not directed by him. I guess I rewatched True Romance recently, and it doesn't hold up for me. I, can I think see that. that I think Natural Born Killers to me is the most. It's definitely directed by the best director of these three movies. Not Oliver true. Stone. No, Oliver I Stone is, is the best no, director. Oliver Stone's of a fucking Robert hack. Rodriguez. No, he's not. James Bond is like your favorite movie ever. No, it's not because he fucked up. The, once I knew about uh, stuff about JFK, he. It's he, a great movie I'll, though. It it's a good. It's a good movie. Pro- it's a he good doesn't movie. have to prove who did the assassination. It's a great movie. It's a good movie, but, but, but it's no, wildly but, inaccurate. But so of these yes. three movies. Oliver Stone, I think, is by far the most interesting director. I like Tony Scott. Natural Born Killers feels the most like a film that has something going on. True Romance, to me, feels like he's good. He's good for his action movies. Um, This movie, though, feels like the most Tarantino script, but it is the Tarantino script that doesn't have Tarantino... Doing well, the cool well, direction, right? And well, so you know what happened. He took the original script and he chopped it up like crazy. Well, Natural Born Killers, he did. Oh, Natural Born Killers, I'm yeah, yeah. Like, True Romance. Yeah, True Romance is oh. probably the most Tarantino-y script of those three movies. Like it's just people talking. Well, yeah, about and also because he kept the integrity. He kept yeah, the integrity. Very little was changed. Very little was changed yeah. from the script by Tony Scott. He kept the integrity of the script and the timeline of the movie. That's why, that's why the natural killers is my least favorite because he just tr- tried to make it his own instead yeah. of appreciating what, how good the script probably was before he touched it. It's a but fucking cartoon. Yeah, why would you want that if, if you, if you, you know. stone? Cause I want to see him make a movie that's his point of view. I don't want to see Tony yeah. Scott just like try to do Tarantino style. Well, here's where this, you can make an argument for all three of these is would you have rather seen these movies under the helm of Tarantino? Would you rather see yes. all three of these be directed by Tarantino and have the only one vision, no, it, or are you, would you, are you happy with the final versions of what we have in today? That's a great, the question. only, the best final version to be honest, and it's not even my favorite of the movies is from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn is like, I don't think Tarantino could have done a better job than Robert Rodriguez did on From Dust Till Dawn directing wise, because he's yeah, more suited see, for that. To me, I Robert, behind to me, that. From Dust Till Dawn feels like a Robert Rodriguez movie. It doesn't feel like Tarantino, besides being in it, 
If you told me somebody else wrote that script, I would oh. be like, yeah, sure, that's fine. It's a complete grindhouse kind of film. True Romance, when you go, yeah, that sound kind of sounds. Ah, there's certain, there's, it feels like a Tarantino movie. I go, sure. Uh, Natural Born Killers doesn't even feel like an Oliver Stone movie. I mean, he's kind of all over the map, but I don't know. I, I like, well, from dust, I have a personal connection to it too. The first time I saw it, I was on a hockey tournament and me and my dad just watched it in a hotel room. I also watched one of these movies alone with my dad, Pat. Same thing. That's what's going to make you like a Tarantino movie the most. Which one did you see way too young with your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Well, from dust till dawn, I just wanted to say, because you mentioned that before. There's a ton of Tarantino language. Okay, vampire hunters, let's hunt some vampire. But that's a Tarantino line. Like, like they, they had the sex machine telling the story. Uh, um, there's a lot. There's that's monologue-ish for Tarantino. I think that I uh, this is gonna might be an unpopular opinion, but mm-hmm. I think that Oliver Stone chops up natural born killers enough to make it less Tarantino-y than From Dust Till Dawn is. Yes, hundred because because of how much he fucked up the the storyline and how much he because I'm dying. I I would love to read the original script of of natural born killers because I I yeah. well, it's, a, it's this, on it's online. I yeah, read I it forever ago. It's it is a lot. It's much different though. There's way more scenes that are. Pretty much the same than you would think. Like How the much they take is, out? The opening, I remember, is pretty much the same. Um, it's not nearly as much, if I remember, about the sort of media surrounding of it. And I don't think there's a uh, Native American chief who uh, gives him <laughs> ayahuasca in the middle of the movie. That's a very Oliver Stone. That's very Oliver Stone, yeah. yeah. Um, it's... I, you know, Dust Till Dawn might work the best because Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino are the most similar. Like, Oliver True. Stone is a totally different generation than Tarantino. And, and so a totally different mindset and yeah. set up. And, yeah. Whereas, like, Robert Rodriguez and him are just best friends who came up at the same time. And to be honest, they were probably, if, if, you could almost guess they were co-directing the movie together. Because I'm sure he was on set because they're buddies and... You know, I saw that, I saw it from Dust Till Dawn just by chance, not because I was some diehard fan. I did love Tarantino. I was obsessed with Tarantino at the time. I saw that, it's like five times in the movies. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I saw it with my friends, I saw it alone, I went on a date to go see it, then I went on another group, like, hangout thing when I was like 17 or whatever it was, or 18, whenever it came out. So, I've seen it a ton of times, and it's a really fun movie. Natural mm-hmm. Born Killers, I don't think that holds up. I think it becomes really hokey after a while. Oh, I watched it's so it. cartoony, I hate it. Yeah, but it's it's meant to be. Like it's not. I understand. I like how the message of like uh, mass media glorification because that rings very true today. That was kind of ahead of its time, and how mass media narrates its what narrates whatever it wants the story to be. I I like that part of it. Yeah, like I don't think anything of it is a mistake. You know, it's definitely uh, the goofiness of it is part of what he wanted it to be. Yeah, um, I think I think what I like about that more like than the, the danger other field two, scene and stuff. Yeah, like that. the yeah. danger field scene being a fake sitcom, and uh, <laughs> you know he keeps like mixing the the style of the video throughout, which is pretty cool. I think it also just has the best acting. Like Woody Harrelson is by far the best lead actor of these no. three movies. No, Christian no. Slater, he sucks. I wasn't. Sorry, uh, Dennis Hopper. That, the Dennis Hopper scene is one of the best scenes that Tarantino's ever written. That whole speech Absolutely. is so insane. It is. That speech and is the, one of the funniest. 
It's one of yeah. the funniest moments. And also, you want to talk about a great acted scene? It's a, a, a fantastically acted scene. And Patricia Arquette. Oh, Arquette is good. I will give it to you. Uh, Christian Slater is not my favorite, but I like the But he's being Christian Slatery. That's what you get when you get Christian Slater. We yeah, all know Christian yeah. Slater. Get Jack, you get bad Jack Nicholson when you walk, when you get Christian Slater. Yeah. Mike Rappaport's great. Brad Pitt's great as Floyd. He's great. <laughs> so here's my, here's my take on true romance is everyone in that movie is so fun except for the two lead actors. I think Arquette and Christian Slater are really bad in it. Um, him especially. And she kind of just doesn't have a character. She's like sort of. Like yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. I don't, I, I don't think that's true. I'll tell you what. What what scene? The Gandolfini scene forms her. That's an yeah, example of her character. She's that. She's the one. She don't give a fuck. Like she's just supposed to be uh hooker with the heart of gold. Uh, you know, like that. Like, but like tough as nails kind of thing. And uh, like just kind of just completely dysfunctional. And that scene with Gandolfini is. is it's so brutal to watch, and the whole, the, even, but not just because of Gandolfini, because of her laughing during it and smiling, and just the amount of violence involved in it, like, it, that, that I think forms her whole character for the movie. Yeah, that's her best scene, but it, it doesn't really pay off anywhere, like, she's such a nothing character for most of it, like, she's just there to be, like, Tarantino's wet dream girl. Well, let's be honest, I don't think he's good with, when it comes to women, let's, we can't, we can't have him. <laughs> yeah. We can't give him anything. Jackie right? Brown. Um, yeah, Jackie Brown, but, but, no, but, but, mean, it's, but it's, all, not, it's based on that book, so that's already a strong character. Well, I think, I think with, uh, True Romance, it's just the most, like, Tarantino worst instincts, you know, cause it's his first script. Like, it's, it's cool. But it is well, definitely yeah. like the it's guy apparently who, his most autobiographical too. Yeah, when you know that you're like, all right, then I can see that kind of nerdiness. Yeah, because he he was obsessed yeah. with Elvis, and that guy yeah. Clarence is obsessed with Elvis. Yeah. Uh, and, but you're right. But then you also take that into a ma- like you know put let's put that up against ter- uh, Oliver Stone's first script or Oliver Stone's first movie he directed. Like sure, like they're, they're talking about knocking out of the fucking park for first movie wise. You know. Yeah. Look at, look at I, even like it's better than like the script is blood. It's a better. It's probably a better movie than Blood Simple, and that's the first Cohen script. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's I agree. A, it's of these three, it's the one that I like the least, but it's definitely not bad. But it's also, it could have been so much better if it wasn't Christian Slater. I think what did it for me, the reason why I put Natural Born Killers at the, on the bottom of my list is because of what he was talking about before. The, the cutting back and forth at first, you know, when that was avant-garde and when that was edgy was... There was a shelf life on that. That's a very '90s avant-garde mm-hmm. thing to do. When yeah. you're like, "Oh my God," is this weird, uh, like trippy thing where they have the studio audience laughing on top of the thing, and there's video, and there's this, and there's that. And it was also like, even the point of the point he was trying to make was very like that time period. Right. So as far as not holding up, as far as message goes, we've moved on from that. Like people are concerned about others. Like it used to media, the whole media thing used to be like when they were like. Uh, putting parental advisory lyrics on things like the whole uh, violence in the video games and movies that was part of the message was like oh uh, what do we do about this violence and 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 this is what it's influencing whatever you, whatever you want to take from it but that was a way bigger issue back in ninety what was it ninety five it came out what was it ninety three I think ninety three like like 
yeah. people kind of change their their focus. That's what I'm saying. It changes the movie. I'm just saying, like that was like, oh my god, can you believe how shocking this is? But now we have things that have shocked people so much more. Right. No. But but you're forgetting the scene where the Native American chief uh, warned him about coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> when he said, take this, uh, smoke this, and you, I will show you the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. And then Woody Harrelson cut him in half with a, with a knife. <laughs> He's like, what's this called? He's like, DMT. Yeah. I knew it before. No, but you're, but yeah, I, but what, that's how I feel. That's why Natural Born Killers, I just kind of like, I probably hadn't watched it in a long time. I'd have to rewatch it. To On really- Hulu. But it's one of those things where also like it's taking you all over the map. It's on Hulu. I'll check it out. Oh yeah. Um, it's taking you all over the map. It's 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 things. There's things that have been done better than it to do the same thing. What about the, Tommy Lee Jones as the prison warden? He's just so out of his mind over cartoon, the top. So very fun. cartoonish. Very oh, cartoonish. Oh, it's great. It's but, so hey, funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's. It's not, it's not like unwatchable. It's a fun He's always t- losing his mind. Every time they cut to him, he is just like foaming and freaking <laughs> as far out. As, like, so as far as the point of the show, when it comes to Tarant, like Tarantino, uh, like what's the, the best Tarantino one? Cause we're putting up against other Tarantinos. I don't think it, I don't think. Also, we haven't mentioned Tarantino hates natural born killers. He hates yes. Well, because of what he did to it. Yeah. I think the guy just made it a completely different thing. And, and I guess it's every right for him to do that because they bought the script and they made what they wanted to make. But, but, but one of those things where it's like, how do you not see the, like, they, they, you know, they, they, he structures those movies pretty well. Like, I think Hateful Eight is the only one that I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I, it's too long. You know, it's too, mm-hmm. it meanders a lot. I think Hateful Eight does I like that. Hateful Eight. I, well, we've already proven that you don't know what you're talking about. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying I, I like Hateful Eight because it's still, that's how strong I like, that's how much I like Tarantino. Like, Hateful Eight, I'm like, I still liked it, just my least favorite Tarantino. Mm. But when it comes to this, when it comes to Natural Born Killers, it's like once you once you have a better relationship with Tarantino movies than you do Oliver Stone movies, and you watch Natural Born Killers, you're hoping and you're wishing, oh my god, what the hell would he have done with this thing? Because because you're right, there's so many cool things about it. You're like, imagine if you gave this to him, you gave him his original script, and you let him shoot the original script. What would he have come up with? Would he have would that have you know? Now, granted, it's actually probably better they didn't because he ended up making Pulp Fiction. And let's be honest, Pulp Fiction trumps all three of these movies. But I mean, uh, you wonder, I, that's, that's why I dislike Natural Born Killers because you took away the idea of Tarantino doing another great movie with it, you know, because that's mm-hmm. right up his wheelhouse and it would have been right in his prime because it was right before Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's just Oliver Stone on steroids, really. I, here's the thing I always think about Oliver Stone in comparison to Quentin Tarantino. I loved Oliver Stone movies when I was younger. I loved mm-hmm. The Doors. I loved JFK. I loved Natural Born Killers. Uh, any given Sunday, I was never really a huge fan of. But then when I grew older and I just started appreciating movies and cinema more, I realize I just go, oh, Stone makes trash. <laughs> it's just the way I feel, dude. That's kind of how you I put feel. away childish things. <laughs> like Platoon and yeah, Born on the Fourth of July. My favorite. In the Tomb of Vietnam movies, last on my list. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, what's, we, could, we should do that. Best Vietnam movies. I give uh, Apocalypse Now and uh, um, Full Metal Jacket uh, way ahead. Well, Full Metal Jacket, you can argue it's two movies. 
But that's still my favorite war themed movie, I guess. I like that better than Apocalypse Now. I, I would go one, two, three, Full Metal Jacket, Apocalypse Now, then Platoon. One, two, three. One, two, three. Pan shot. Deer Hunter. Pan shot. What? Deer Hunter. Oh, I put Deer Hunter. Well, that's, uh, that's, what's his name? That's Brian De Palma, though. No. Oh, Michael you're saying as far as Viet- Vietnam movies go. That's a Deer tough Deer Hunter watch. is, is <laughs> a tough yeah. watch. That's a tough watch, man. We got time. If you ever yeah. can watch a Deer Hunter, yeah. <laughs> now's the time. That's Mine- your slogan now. Mine is, if I had to go, well, I don't want to get into it now because it actually would be a good episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah. So I won't say mine, but it, you already mentioned it to give you a hint of what mine oh, is. So, a little tease. A little teasy, teasy. <laughs> so is it is it from Dust Till Dawn? Is that maybe the best of these three? Uh, I, I, I would make a compromise if we all agreed on From Dust Till Dawn. Is the best, because it's the mm, – uh, yes, you know what? I I think I might have changed my mind that from Dust Till. The one I thought was like number two is actually number one. Uh, I'll admittedly I say I haven't seen From Dust Till Dawn enough. I've only watched it recently, like within the last five years, for the first time. I haven't had the benefit of like rewatching it and falling in love on repeat viewings. Right. Uh, the the I've seen a million times, but yeah. I still, out of the three, because of that reason, like True Romance the best. That's just personal opinion, though. Yeah, from dusk till dawn, I'll tell you, this is what I'll tell you about it. That's why I think it might have edged out for me. Uh, it's the, it pulls off what it's trying to pull off the best out of all yes. three of these movies. Yeah. Uh, that, so, you know, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, from dusk till dawn is the best one out of all these movies. When, when you guys saw that movie, you knew what it was about before yeah. you saw it, right? Because of the how, am, yeah, how, yeah. how amazing would it have been to see that movie and not know it's going to be a, a vampire movie and just it would think have, it's a, I, a it would have been, I would have loved it. Well, you know, that was the original intent, which you yeah. know. Oh, it would have been amazing. Uh, that was would have been, dude. 17-year-old me would have lost my mind. Oh yeah. Oh my we god. Your you you your mind would have broken. You wouldn't be here today. Oh, I would have. I would talk about. And then also, if they could have pulled that off, you can never pull it off now. But if they could have pulled that off. It would have. Like people would still be talking about. It. That would be yes. part of the lore of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny you know how Clooney and Tarantino never worked together again because you feel like they would have done some good stuff together. Clooney became kind of like a Coen Brothers favorite and mm-hmm. just an all-around strong actor, but I would have liked to have seen them comp- uh, collaborate. Yeah, that would have been cool. Good as brothers. Yeah, yeah, they were great. Yeah, but the, I, the other thing is that I think I, from you know from what you you know who knows what goes on in these things, but like. Tarantino is intense, man. You ever hear the Uma Thurman oh, sure. stories? Like, it doesn't, it sounds like they're like sugarcoating it when she's like, yeah, but she was like, it was rough, but I'm sure it was like, like the standards of today, it's like probably insane. Like right, the sure. way, the way that he's treating people, I don't think is like, he doesn't care about your opinions when you're on his movie set, I think. I right, think right, it becomes right. a, a dictatorship. I think he's very, uh, he's, that's okay. he's the, the boss. No, that's why I think these guys get it. But maybe yeah. if you're Clooney, and you're in that time period, and you're right off that show, and you have the opportunity, and maybe you don't True. have an opportunity to work with him again. Like, it's tar- up to Tarantino. I just heard that thing about Madsen, that he got mad at Madsen. That's why you don't see Madsen yeah, yeah, yeah. in a couple of movies, because he got mad he took uh, well, a Tombstone instead of doing uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And he was going to play the Travolta part in Pulp Fiction. That's, yep. That's what he wanted. That's so nuts. It's so nuts thinking about it now, like, in terms of, like, what a nobody Madsen has become. You can see it, though. Yeah. You can see it, but also, what I I think Travolta, I think you don't have Travolta in that movie. It doesn't get the press that it got. Nope. No, I don't think that movie works it, with Madsen. It would have been like a really good follow up to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Because you would have had 
Sam Jackson, even at that point, was like off Goodfellas, off, he had a bunch of movies. He was famous at that point, right? 95. He was like a big character actor, but big he was not a, a so movie So him, him teamed up with Madsen, not as good as him teamed up with Travolta. Yeah. Like, like you, you, the kitsch that that movie tries to portray, Travolta's the way to go because you're bringing this guy that you, it's, it's in the casting too. Right, right. Yeah, That's that was like wanted. the story of that movie. You, you have, you have a guy with an afro and the guy from, from Saturday Night Fever? That's perfect. Yeah. That's why I was kind of bummed to hear that Madsen was considered for it because I was like, oh, you just didn't have that directly in mind when you were making it? Like, that's the perfect move for that mm-hmm. movie. So I think, honestly, I did, I, I, we, from talking, even though it's not Natural Born Killers, I, uh, from Dust Till Dawn, because it's a cool it, movie. It's a cool movie and it's, it's fun to watch. If, it, it, I, I, if it's on, I'll keep it on and, uh, it Absolutely. pulls off ex- exactly what it, like, like if you really went down to those guys and you said, would you, is there major things you would change about this movie? Well, in my personal opinion, I don't think anything, anything, it's, it's almost the perfect movie like that. There's really no fad on that movie. What? I'd probably keep all of them on if they were on. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying as far as changing, like Natural Born Killers, I have a huge beef with because I want to see Tarantino's version of it. Right. True Romance. Right. I have a huge beef with it because, uh, uh, I think it was, it was done, it was like, it was shot like Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2. But it's it's this brilliant fucking script. Yeah, right? so it so looked like, like a Michael is, Bay movie. I'm fine with exactly. the way True Romance turned out. Yeah, I saw mine, but because of the script, like you're like that. I would have Tony liked Scott. to have seen Tarantino direct it, though. You're, yeah, you've never right. You've never been like, oh my god, look how Tony Scott shot this movie. It's amazing. Right, you know, right, right. Nobody's right. ever done that. He's a utilitarian director. He's, he's a he's a jobber. He's a fuck, whatever. Like, not jobber. Well, you know, you know who job, loves Tony yeah. Scott though? Who? When Tarantino is like one of his I'm, favorite directors. Really? Yeah, he loves Tony because Scott. Because of what? Because of what movie? He loves Top Gun. He his favorite movie. One of his favorite movies is the Unstoppable, the Train movie with Denzel. That's a good movie, man. It's a good movie. It's a good I movie. Scott, Tony I started Scott watching is a it. Good director, but True Romance movie, is though. not his wheelhouse. No. It's, Man it's, on Fire's <laughs> decent. Man on yeah. Fire, I like. Man on Fire, I actually like a lot. But to be honest. I, look wise, I also have an issue with Man on Fire. It's it's like it's like it's it's kind of shot like a music video per certain parts of it. Yeah. Um, doing, an underrated doing, Tony Scott movie is Domino. Oh, I never watched Domino with uh, It's fun. It's a fun uh kind of it's a very Tony Scott movie. Alright, so mate, you know what? I stand corrected. Like he does have a style, but certain ones that kind of oh, the gray? strikes out. The gray I didn't watch. But certain movies, it, it kind of strikes out. Like, 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 True Romance, he stru- struck out, I think, as far as look of it goes. Like, it could, like, mm, like, Domino had a cool look to it. Here, just from what I've seen. Here's yeah. a question about From Dust Till Dawn. Would that movie have been better if someone else played the Tarantino part? <laughs> Maybe. That is like He's a not the greatest actor, part obviously. For him. Yeah. Who like uh, Richard? Like Richard Kind? No. <laughs> yeah. Or like Bush- Steve Buscemi? If that's Buscemi instead of Tarantino? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you, as you could you put a lot of Tarantino. people Tarantino's acting skills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's definitely but, the but biggest sometimes... part he gave himself. Sure. Absolutely. And maybe Destiny that's turns the part on the radio. Realize... <laughs> God, oh, that's God. so bad. I tried watching that like a year or two ago. It's oh, it's unwatchable. Oh, God, that's right. Hey, why did he do that? Because he wanted to be a movie star. Actually, wanted, I think uh, his best uh, is Jimmy. He's probably the best in Pulp Fiction. Yes, 
Yes. And he's good for Nessus. I, and yeah. Bad, yeah, right. But I, but I don't, I wouldn't want you to change him out in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> no. But I, but I, but if you changed him to Buscemi and, uh, it'd be, it would have been great. It would have been. Yeah. And it would have helped like him. A couple of dorks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the time. By the time they were making Pulp Fiction, that also might have been a part that other actors are like, yeah, you, why don't you do that monologue? Yeah, true. <laughs> you do that one. You know, you're good. You do, I don't have to be in this movie. It's fine. <laughs> that whole storage issue. Yeah. yeah that was, I think Chris Penn just sort of tapped out of being in the movie. He's like, no, no, you do it, Quentin. Don't you point that gun at my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to de- decide out of the out of fucking the blue. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what really happened? <laughs> oh, he is so so, you, so you, you, you mean to tell me this very good friend of ours that did us that favor. He's just going to up and send a side out of the fucking blue. <laughs> oh, Stop pointing that gun in my dad! <laughs> Look, Joe, I know. Yeah, ha! You're super fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? Are you a doctor? You're not gonna die. <laughs> You're gonna be okay. Say the goddamn words. You're gonna be okay. Okay. I love it. Joe. I don't think you know what you know. He's a good kid. <laughs> All right. I think that's the perfect place to end it. I was just yelling out movie lines from Reservoir Dogs. Dude, I could do so many more. Reservoir oh my Dogs God. is a fun fucking movie just to shout out. And he goes, how many dicks is that? A lot. <laughs> that's a lot of dicks. Look, Joe, I know. You're hot. You're super fucking pissed. That's the best <laughs> <laughs> juicy Junior, real juicy. Juicy Junior, real juicy. Lawrence Tierney's great. I well, could do him for fucking ten minutes too. He goes, "Why ask me, Mister Pink? Because you're a faggot, all right?" <laughs> How about uh, and Remy? And that's that's the. Uh, <laughs> that again? That was good. One, dude. How about uh, <laughs> Remy? Ma? He does the hands. He, does Remy the hands. <laughs> he like closes his fist. How about a uh, uh, Mutt? <laughs> Did you ever hear? When the job's it, done, I'll be pounding and hollering and laughing with you. I can't remember the quote, but it's so funny. <laughs> Did you ever hear about him? You know, he's a he was like a nightmare to, to shoot with. Yeah, didn't he pull a gun or no? On Seinfeld, he, he like not Seinfeld. He like no, he didn't. It was, pull a, it was a prop gun. Yeah, something like that. They, that's why they never had him back. They they had storylines for Elaine's father. They just never brought him back. Yeah, he was so great in that episode. He's, He's so, so great. great in that episode. Yeah. You, George and Jerry are so scared to come back there. Tell him we had crabs. He's in the army. He'll understand that. Are you kidding me? He'll clunk our heads together like Mo. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Reservoir Dogs, apparently there were a lot of scenes he was supposed more scenes he was supposed to be in, and they cut him out because he was so. Tough to deal with on that, too. It's so crazy. But then there's a story from Chris Penn on the extras from the DVD when the, when the 10th anniversary came out about, I think that I might have that. after everybody got, everybody got cast, they wanted to have a bar, they hit, Chris Penn's like, I'm having a barbecue at my house, you know, everybody come and mingle. Oh, and yeah. And then Lawrence Tierney came 
He was there first, and be, like hours before the party started. <laughs> and then he, I think he like took a butcher knife and he goes, "Can I tab this?" Like, yeah, I guess. And then he, he was being weird all day. He was like just kind of difficult all day. And then he wouldn't leave. Like they were, just, it got to be like like one in the morning, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to bed." He's like, "Yeah, I'm all right. I'm out here. I'm good." And he's like, "Nah, we got. I got it." Like, like he had to be like kick him out of his house. He had to shoot him. He had to shoot him exactly. <laughs> Stop pointing that gun at my dad! I have the ten-year anniversary in my hand. I have, and you got it. Where'd you get it signed? Who signed it? That's just uh, that came on the box. Oh, because I went to Fye. Remember Fye? Yes. I went there, and Kirk Boltz and Michael Madsen signed my copy. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. this is great, oh. dude. It's such a, it's so good. So Reservoir Dogs is better than any of these that, three yeah. movies we talked about today. Country Mile. So the, the lesson is he should, he should keep directing. Quentin Tarantino should just, he could direct movies. He's showing some promise. Yeah. What, what, what it was his thing though? He, once upon a time in Hollywood was going to be his last or? No, that was the penultimate. So one more. One more. Right, right. What, what do they think he's going to do though? They don't know. I hope. He doesn't retire. I mean, he's one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. No, no, meaning what movie? What do you, what do you think for his final movie? I have movie no idea. Then? I have no idea. Also, he's already admitted in an interview, apparently, he would do a series. Okay. Do a TV series. Yeah. And I wrote, oh. I wrote a, yeah, yeah, it's kind of strange, but I wrote, remember I was talking to you about it, Pat? I was like, he should do the What Happened to Mr. Pink series after Mr. Yeah. Pink. Ooh, like, great one. there's a lot of good ideas for shows that he could do, but come on, it's mo- movies are, Better than TV. He's I'm, a I'm, such I'm a, with Pat. I don't that. think he should do he's a so series. Unique too. No, don't take that step down. No, I, Michelangelo but, doesn't start uh, doing uh, coloring. But Pat, a lot of people are thinking that it's not a step down anymore. Now they're thinking it's like flipping in as far as like uh, prestige goes. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's been some. Better. So there's been some great things, you know, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, then probably The Wire. But I mean, I think movies are harder era. to do. It's harder to make an amazing movie than it is an amazing TV show, I think. It depends. I mean, if you set out and like the shows we mentioned earlier and you know your arc over five or six seasons and can wrap it up and do it, like you can't do it like Lost did where they're like, this is such an amazing show, and then they just lost well, control of the shit. That's most of that's, the business, though. What's that? That's most of the business. They, they're all, I agree. They're slaves to ad, ad revenue, so they're not, they don't know. And now it's changing, but it's it, that's the way it was for fifty years. But I mean, the but Wire, Sopranos, to... Breaking Bad—those are like a hundred little movies. You know what I mean? Each one is, you know, beautifully shot. Yeah, but there's a lot of dead weight. When if you have a perfectly encapsulated movie a, 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 with no fat, I, I mean, finish, I agree. I, I'm you still... have Goodfellas. You have Goodfellas. Right. Like I think Goodfellas beats most. You know that beats. Like not that you can compare. Of course, I mean, no, like, I agree. Well, Listen, I'm still a movie fanatic way more than a TV fanatic. This show ain't called Defend Your TV Series, all right? Exactly. Hey, goddamn right. All right, let's go to pluggy plugs here. <laughs> all right, uh, uh, Pat, what would you like? Yes. To, you have your own movie podcast, which I've been on. Well, see, you were on. We've rebranded. Oh, rebranded, right? Totally rebranded. We used to be How to Watch Movies the Right Way. We'd review movies, but we're we've taken a step beyond that. We've become, uh, so months ago we became a new podcast called The B.O. Boys, where yeah, myself Barrett Brooke, and, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> myself and Clayton Gumbert, we, uh, just talk about that week's, uh, weekend movie box office. So, uh, Ooh. we're continuing to do that even though movie box office does not exist anymore in our current climate. True, true. There yeah. are no more movies. But somehow, every week we still take a look at that weekend's 
weekend box office. And what are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't use any. Just, just look, look up the Bo Boys podcast on your podcast app. Okay, That's cool. It. And Andy, what do you want to plug there, buddy? Uh, well, you can always listen to my Sirius XM show. It's called the Raw Report. It is every Thursday at 4 p.m. We have a great show for you this week. By the time you hear this, it'll have aired yesterday, but you can listen on demand. We had Mr. Bob Saget and Joey Pants, Ralph Cifaretto, Joe Pantoliano, both returning guests to the show. Totally. So check that out. Uh, and I, uh, you can, I'm at show anytime on Instagram and Twitter and, uh, I have a, a show on Sirius, uh, Raw Dog 99 called Celebrate that I do every week that we, we've been doing Zoom episodes. So check that out. And I'm sure. SeanDonnellyComedy.com. Thank you. And defenders, remember this. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know. Tweet at us because we, we, we've had, we've been having people tweet at us about what they think of the shows and giving great matchups. We write uh, back. There was, there was a guy, what? We, we write, write back. back. Exactly. Yeah. We'll write back. Uh, there, there was a great suggestion given by somebody that we're going to do. Uh, and we uh, really just, but most of all, review the show on iTunes because those numbers up. It helps us tremendously. It'll help get the word out about the podcast for listening. Hey, Pat, thank you for doing this, dude. Yeah, thanks. Oh, Did you have fun, Pat? Yes, it's great. Yes, it's really I fun. think we decided at the end that From Dust Till Dawn is, uh, or, <laughs> or the scene in the car from Reservoir Dogs beats all these movies. Yes, I think Reservoir Dogs is the best of these movies. And Pat, I just want to tell you, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> we had three, uh, three. Hey, the 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 you're gonna be okay. <laughs> we had the meats, the potatoes, <laughs> and, a, and a side salad this week. Three dishes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much, and uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Right, right, Andy. Yes, sorry. There's only one episode this week. We got a we had a bandwidth problem on the website because we were cranking out two a week. They just couldn't handle the moving madness. So uh, we'll be back to two as soon as our producer can figure out the uh, the bandwidth. I think we just probably got to buy some more. But uh, thank you guys for always bearing with us and tuning in. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>